Welcome to another edition of the Houston Healthcare Initiative podcast. My name is Harold Nickel. Any way you count it, unemployment has hit new higher levels since March and the start of the coronavirus COVID-19 pandemic lockdown. Non-farm payrolls fell by a combined 21.4 million in March and April, according to the U.S. Labor Department. Economists surveyed by the Wall Street Journal expect May employment report to show another 8 million jobs were lost that month, bringing the total decrease since the pandemic took hold in the U.S. to more than 29 million. Now, an analysis published in The Lancet on May the 4th has estimated that if unemployment in the U.S. reaches 20 percent, like 25 to 43 million people, could all lose their health insurance. People who had a serious illness before the outbreak and job loss could be dealt a literally fatal blow. Others who had symptoms and even serious accidents while unemployed and without insurance could suffer more than they would have if their insurance were in place. Here to help people with some practical advice is Houston-based neurologist Dr. Stephen Goldstein. And Dr. Goldstein, you see patients every day and know a lot more about how both government and the health insurance industry operate than, than I ever will. This seems like another example of where both have let us all down. Well, as you said, most Americans rely on their employers to provide health insurance for them and their families. And when those jobs disappear, so does the coverage. There are things that state and the federal government could do policy-wise to make this better. But that takes a lot of time, and people who are ill are not in a position to wait. Yeah, I think that's true. And But uh, can you give us an example? Yes. The article that you mentioned states that more than 22 million cancer screening tests were not given. There is a 20% decrease in the number of interactions between patients and their oncologists during the COVID-19 pandemic. Anytime a screening test is delayed, it means that detection and early treatment are too. Plus, important treatments on advanced cancer are not administered. But it gets worse. There are mental health aspects of the anguish associated with unresolved diagnosis or treatment with cancer or other potentially life-threatening ailments. For example, since the start of the COVID-19 lockdown in March, there has been a big drop in the number of heart attack and stroke cases showing up at hospitals. This has raised concerns that patients are not seeking medical attention because their insurance disappeared along with the fear of contracting the coronavirus. Yeah, wow, that's, uh, those are all really bad. And for those who lost their insurance, and from a day-to-day point of view, there must be some options available to people who, through no fault of their own, lost their jobs and their health insurance. Yes, luckily there are. One example is that testing for the COVID virus is free. But if the test is positive, the treatment gets expensive. And not just for the pandemic virus, but for those other conditions that we talked about as well. Yeah, is that like with um, the cancer example that you gave? Yes. Getting some time of coverage is really important. If you're uninsured or are losing your insurance due to your recent unemployment, you do have options to regain health insurance. And depending on your financial situation, certain options may be affordable. But but any level of coverage will protect you and your wallet down the line. Okay, so let's talk about one of those, and it's coverage. it's coverage possibilities for individuals and families 
through a health insurance exchange. And I thought those were just available during certain times of the year. Well, generally, that is so. Open enrollment typically runs from November to January, depending on the state you live in. But people are allowed to change in coverage when experiencing a life-altering event. One such event is the loss of a job in employer-sponsored health insurance. You can shop for health plans through your state's insurance marketplace. But don't wait around. There are 30 to 60 days to sign up after a qualifying life event before the end of that special enrollment period. It's nice to know that the life-changing event covers the job loss and people do not have to wait until November to make a change. Yes, that's right. Another possibility to investigate is whether you or your family members are eligible for Medicaid or CHIP. How do you qualify for Medicaid? Well, eligibility is based on income and the size of your family. Medicaid provides health insurance for some low-income people, families, children, pregnant women, elderly, people with disabilities in all 50 states. In some states, the program covers all low-income adults below a certain income level. But do not assume that you do or do not qualify. There are online resources available from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, along with the state references to guide you. Well, that takes care of of the Medicaid qualifications, but I got to be honest, I have never heard of CHIP. Well, CHIP stands for Children's Health Insurance Program. CHIP offers low-cost health insurance for children from birth through 18. It's designed for families who earn too much money to qualify for Medicaid, but cannot afford to buy private health coverage. This coverage comes through the Medicaid program, which is why they are frequently seen together. Okay, so can we talk numbers, specifically the amount of income that qualifies an individual or family? For these programs? Well, the guidelines will change every year, but the latest information that I saw for January 19 placed a family of four with an income of 25750 at the poverty level and eligible for Medicaid or CHIP coverage. For an individual, the amount was 12490 and the amount goes up by 4420 for every additional family member. Okay, so... Um... Let's shift gears away from the government-supported plans and let's talk and investigate the, the privately-owned possibilities. That's a good idea because there are people and families who experience reduced income because of the pandemic and not complete job or income loss, or who go back to work and do not want to be dependent on employer-provided insurance. Many of these are provided through religious groups or is often referred to as space-based medical plans. Um, so, Okay, so what do those plans do? Well, the space-based plans are designed to provide essential coverage for the good health and physical well-being of their members. In return, they expect members to live faith-based lives in adherence to the principles behind such plans. As such, faith-based plans will not cover hospital costs that stem from activities they deem immoral or unessential. And do they provide just cheap health insurance? Well, that's one way of looking at it. But another more accurate way is to say that they do not function that way at all. Faith-based plans most often share expenses among members. Each member pays a monthly premium, 
And when one of the members becomes ill or needs treatment for an injury, his or her contributions cover the expenses in conjunction with collective input of fellow members. As such, the premiums are lower in comparison to those of traditional health care. They operate with exceptions to the mandates of the Affordable Care Act, known as Obamacare. Okay, and if these are faith-based, do they require membership in certain religions? Well, I touched on that a little, but it depends on the plan. Generally, applicants will need to adhere to the basic principles of that respective religion. Christian healthcare ministries will generally require you to sign an oath of your devotion to your faith. To verify that you practice what you preach, some of these providers will ask you to name the church you attend and contact that church to verify whether you are, in fact, a regular attendee. But not all are like that. For some other faith-based plans, the requirements consist of little more than an agreement on key principles that are common among people of all faiths. As such, it is possible for non-Christians to qualify for some Christian faith-based plan. But there are things the plans do not cover that many employer-based plans do, such as cosmetic surgery, fertility treatments, weight loss, eye, dental care, psychological counseling, are generally not covered. So consider your family needs and review what is and is not included. Okay, so um, uh, that sounds, it seems pretty comprehensive. I just wonder, um, did we miss any? Well, remember there's coverage through your spouse. If you're married and your spouse has coverage options through their work, typically the most affordable option is for you to have your spouse add you and your family to his or her plan. Or if your spouse is not currently enrolled in the coverage option through their work, they could sign up for it and then add you and your family. But don't delay because there's a 30-day special enrollment period in which to make the change. After that, you and your family won't be able to join the plan until the standard open enrollment period at your spouse's company. If you're under age 26, you may even be able to join your parents' employer-based plan. Well, great. Well, thank you. And I hope everybody listening feels at least a little bit relieved about health care coverage should they lose their jobs. All is not lost. There are plenty of alternatives available to you that can be used short or for the longer term that are not all based on a job with insurance. I'll always refer you to the website for more information. And lately, the website has been undergoing a revision. I'm very happy to report that the website is mostly redone. It looks a lot nicer. It's much better organized and a much more user-friendly site than ever. So please go there and learn ways about how the state of our healthcare industry is changing and how to better navigate it. The address is HoustonHealthCareInitiative.org. Same as it was before, HoustonHealthCareInitiative.org. But like I say, it's it's a much better site than uh, than what was there before. All right, as always, thank you for listening. Tell your friends about us and come back next time for another edition of the Houston Healthcare Initiative podcast.